By the way, I want to share first my testimony. I was got saved 1982. And 1984, when I surrendered my life in a full-time ministry under the leadership of uh, Dr. Gabino Tika at the time. And 1987, that is my first pastoring in Tenement Building, Santa Ana, Manila. And 8th floor. Uh, Brother Briones knows that place. Our place in the 8th floor, no elevator. Every time there is an earthquake, the saved got saved again. <laughs> because they, don't, uh, they want to be sure that they are saved. Could you imagine you are in the 8th floor, intensity 7, so you need to be sure you are saved. And 1988, when uh, uh, the Lord, uh, uh, we, uh, that's our uh, wedding, 1988, the Lord gave us five uh, children, two boys and three girls. That's my, uh, uh, now the eldest son is the pastor now in our church in Bacoor, Cavite. Uh, and after 15 years, the Lord impressed me to go to other part of Uh, other city in Bacoor City and one of the deacon I commissioned him and then he sent me out to Bacoor City so it was 2002 when we pioneered the church you know it's the meaning pioneer you start the church you, know, you start the work with just only seven attendants seven because I have five kids my, me and my wife seven that's why Brad if you want to be a missionary more kids okay <laughs> So that you have sure attendance. <laughs> And by God's grace, after five years, the church was organized. And we call it Bacoor Baptist Church. I've been a pastor in the Philippines for 27 years, but I never heard about Jewish evangelism. Until Pastor Mandy Kalinisan, he is also a pastor, he's an American citizen, but... Uh, The Lord called him to pastor in the Philippines. He shared to us about about Jewish mission, about the gospel. The original messenger of the gospel is the Jewish people. So, to make the long story short, a missionary from IBGM, Dr. Ed Frampton, Frampton came over to us in our place. It was 2009. And first time I heard about Jewish evangelism. That even though the Jewish people are a chosen people of God, they still need the gospel. The same gospel that the Gentile, that we receive. So after the conference, it was 2009, I, in our church, I, uh, we challenge our people. I challenge our people that from now on, we will pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Because very clear in Psalms 122, verse 6, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. And then we will support missionary to the Jew. Of course, uh, our church are involved in world mission. Supporting foreign mission and also supporting local mission. Because we believe the nearest heart to, the, to God is mission. And all of us are the product of mission. Local missionary or foreign missionaries. 
And then it was 2013 again when Dr. Ed Frampton and some other missionary came over again to our country and challenged us, we need missionary to the Jew. And by God's grace, the Lord convicted us, my wife and I, we came forward after the preaching, the challenge, we surrender our lives for Jewish mission. I know it is, it is 180 degrees adjustment. So, it was 2015 when International Board of Jewish Mission uh, officially accepted us as part of their mission. And uh, we are the first missionary couple from the Philippines uh, who surrender for Jewish mission. And of course, we attend the training because you need to know how to reach out the Jewish people because reaching the Jewish people is different reaching the Gentiles, especially the approach. If you met a Jewish uh, uh, person, you cannot say Christian. It's a different approach because uh, that is very offending to them. You just say you are a believer of your Messiah, of our Messiah. And then the Bible, you cannot say to them, this is a holy Bible. This is scripture, the holy scripture. But anyway, so we attend the four days focus in 2015 before our mission is in Australia. That's why in 2016, my wife and I, we visit Australia because we have also our missionary there from IBGM, Dr. Kyle Sutton. And uh, there are bands of uh, Jewish people there in Australia. That's why it's 2016 as part of our immersion or exposure. And, uh, of course, the immigration or the government in Australia required us to meet, uh, I think, uh, more than uh, $20,000 just to have a, a tourist visa or a, a religious visa. Of course, we at that point of time, we don't have like uh, that kind of, of amount. And then the board and some pastors uh, advised me, why not consider Canada? Since your mission is a Jewish mission, wherever there is a Jew, there is, that's your mission. Maybe Canada, Australia, London, Europe, wherever. So to make the long story short, with the advice of some missionaries, Uh, veteran missionaries from IBGM and some senior pastor from the Philippines, they advised me, uh, Brother Orias, why not consider Canada? So it was 2017 when we came first here in Canada, in, uh, in Toronto. I met uh, some of pastor there. And Pastor Alex uh, advised me, the pastor in Saskatoon, he advised me that uh, we will pray for your papers. And that's why, to make the long story short, they sponsored me, and uh, they sponsored, sponsored, sponsored us. That's why, last November 30, we arrived here in Canada, in the coolest part of Canada, Saskatoon. <laughs> and the Lord gave us religious visa. After six months, we stay in Saskatoon, Brother Bill Sisanki and Brother Ron Platt, uh, one of the part of IBGM, called me and said, Brother Orias, come here to Toronto. 
And also, advise, Dr. Ed Pranto advised me, uh, you, you need to meet Brother Mark, Pastor Mark, because they have the, uh, they have the heart for Jewish mission. So it was May, to, uh, May 28, 2018, when we arrived here in Toronto. Of course, we are looking for a local church, and the local church that uh, Brother Bill introduced to me is uh, Pastor Gami Romano. So that's why we attend every uh, Pastor Gami Romano welcome us, and we are so thankful to them. And he allowed me to uh, teach his people, because it was a summer, about Jewish evangelism. So for two Sundays, two consecutive Sundays, I, uh, I teach their, his people, young people. That's why uh, this summer, all of his young people joined to me to go to uh, Jewish community in Butters. There's a huge Jewish community in Butters, along Butters. And of course, wherever we go, we present Jewish evangelism. And you know, Filipinos, we don't know, uh, before we, we don't know that the Filipino and Israel are their big connection. Why our country was so blessed with the gospel. And I want to show to you the first video The first video is to, to let us be aware that part of world evangelization is reaching the Jewish people. And as I observe, this is the most neglected mission program. Because I have the opportunity to visit U.S. and some other country, and of course in our country, Philippines, And this is the most neglected mission program. And I want you to encourage you to continue to support your pastor and love mission, especially world mission. I want you to show the first video. This is the video why we need to reach out the Jewish people. Uh, let's uh, watch this first video. Within the heart of every man lies the desire for peace, shalom, peace, the elusive goal for man, for nations, sought after with force, aggression, treaties and promises. For the Jewish people, peace is a dream that has never been a lasting reality. For centuries, persecution has dealt a fierce hand to the dispersed Jewish people. The Crusades, 
the Inquisition, pogroms, and the Holocaust have cast their dark shadows over Jewish history. These tragedies have caused the Jewish mind to question why they are the chosen people. And in their struggles, some wonder if they really are the chosen people. Today, there are an estimated 14 million Jewish people scattered throughout the world. Though small in number, they are a special people, loving and hardworking. These are the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a covenant people of whom the Bible says, The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. God loves his people and uses them to be a blessing to all. They have given the world two great gifts of eternal value, the word of God and the God of the word, the Messiah. The thirst for peace is the yearning of the Jewish soul. Shalom, a word that means peace, the idea of completeness, wholeness. God promised that true shalom would come to Israel through the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, and His coming was foretold throughout the Hebrew Scriptures. God has provided atonement, yet the Jewish people remain bound by traditions and without hope, without Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Since 1949, International Board of Jewish Missions has proclaimed the Gospel of the Messiah to the Jewish people around the world. This unique work was started by Dr. Jacob Gardenhouse. He was born in Austria and trained to be a rabbi. However, his life was completely changed when he trusted Jesus as Messiah. His life's passion is reflected in Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. If God can perform that miracle in my life, he can do the same in every Jew if they had a chance to hear the gospel explained to them. And now the ministry of IBJM with that same passion has grown throughout the world. There are now people being ministered to from South Africa to South America, from Australia to Europe. My name is Mark Oshman. I was brought up as an Orthodox Jew, yet I received Jesus as my Messiah while in the Air Force. I covet your prayers for the peace of Jerusalem and the salvation of the Jewish people. My name is Hagit Yermiao. I was born and raised in Israel into a traditional Jewish family. I came to know the Lord Jesus as my Messiah while translating a track from English to Hebrew. And I pray and hope that someone will go and reach out to my people, the Jewish people. Thank you. The sheer number of Jewish communities around the world would require a host of laborers to reach them. That's why the Lord commanded the local church to reach the Jewish people with the gospel. And a good number of churches are now responding to this opportunity and sending missionaries to go around the world and also to reach the Jewish people in their own communities. Our response should be one of love and compassion. God told Abraham in Genesis 12:3, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. The greatest way you can bless the Jewish people is to lovingly share the gospel of the Messiah with them. IBJM is assisting local churches by providing specialized training, literature, and mission opportunities. Unreached Jewish communities remain throughout the world. Time is short, and there is a desperate need to answer the call before it is too late. The Jewish world is looking for peace. Shalom. Some have found peace through the Messiah. So the task is great and the time is short. What will you do to obey God's call in reaching Jewish people with the gospel? Brethren, 
my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel that they might be saved. As a church, we have the responsibility through the local church. And that's why I tell you before that this is the most neglected mission program. If you open your Bible uh, in Isaiah chapter 54, we can see here the promise of the Lord to the Jewish people. Isaiah chapter 54, verse... uh, Seven, very strong, the passage of this Bible about Israel or Jewish people in verse 7, Isaiah 54, verse 7 to 10. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, verse 7, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, say the Lord, thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wrought with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountain shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, say the Lord that had mercy on thee. Could you imagine the everlasting covenant of God to Israel? So as a Gentile believers, we have a responsibility. Our responsibility first to love them, to have a heart for them, to pray for their salvation. Because Jewish people are very stubborn. Actually, we stay in one apartment, one room in, in Wilson Butters. The facing in our room is Hebrew school. In the right side, synagogue. In our back of our room is the Jewish hospital. And every day, we walk with my wife. We always pray that the Lord will send salvation to them. And every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday with Brother Bill Sisanki, we go to uh, Batters, Wilson uh, Batters. We give some gospel tracts with a different gospel tracts because it's a different gospel tracts with the Gentile and Jewish. We give Isaiah 53 and one is uh, the, uh, the rabbi who found their Messiah. Last Friday, our uh, we have uh, 80,000 steps or two hours giving gospel tracts to the Jewish community. So, and not only that, why our country was so blessed with the gospel? Uh, there are lots of Filipino here. You know, one of the blessings, wherever you go, there is a Filipino. And we are we will appreciate Filipinos because every time they go to church, they are always uh, faithful. They love the Lord. Because Filipino are adaptable, flexible, and not only that, they love to serve God. And not only that, uh, the reason of that, because Filipinos has 
we have a deep connection with the Jewish people. In the time of Holocaust, before we, I, I don't know this whole, uh, history, our former president Manuel El Quezon saved 1,300 Jewish people. I want to show this video so that you may be proud to be a Filipino that we have the history. And I encourage you, the first country or the first foreign country you need to visit first is Israel. Not Hong Kong, Israel, okay? <laughs> Not Disneyland, but Israel. Uh, by the way, my wife and I, we have the opportunity to visit Israel uh, 2016 and also 2018. And last month, Sunday, uh, this Sunday, one church, you know, when I present Jewish evangelism in one of the churches, in the Philippine church, and you know what they give to their pastor? Trip to Israel. Maybe that is your gift to your pastor. <laughs> so let's show this video. Let's watch, uh, watch this video. The 1930s were a dark time in Europe. The Nazi party steadily moving toward the final solution of what they called their Jewish problem. Stormtroopers swept across Germany and Austria, burning synagogues, smashing and looting Jewish businesses. Jewish families quit their jobs, packed up their belongings, and fled for their lives. Many, even most, found there was nowhere to go. Nation after nation closed their borders. On the other side of the world, however, one nation opened its doors. More than a thousand people attended a rally in Manila saying that Hitler had violated the inherent right of every man to freedom, life, and the pursuit of happiness. And to newly elected President Manuel Quezon, it was not a question of whether his country would help, but why other nations did not. Other countries perhaps did not think it that important. I, I don't presume to say. But I know that Dad had the moral courage to do it because he believed in the sanctity of human life and the right of people to live life as they believe they should. President Quezon showed the highest cards when he said simply, it's the right thing to do. In the end, a deal made over poker, bourbon and cigars would mean escape for over 1,300 European Jews. Most Filipinos are familiar with Schindler's List. Very few Filipinos know that uh, Quezon was in his own way a kind of Schindler. Saying that the Filipinos would be glad that when the time of need came, their country was willing to extend a hand of welcome, Quezon opened his country, and even a portion of Marikina, his private estate, to the desperate refugees. And the second mail, we got an announcement, a letter that said you've been accepted for a position in the Philippines. We went to the Philippines because it was the only place that gave us a visa. We were the last train out of Berlin. They, they closed the border. We were able to go to the Philippines and escape that. At that time, we were really free. Manuel Quezon died before his country was liberated. But the link to Jewish freedom was not forgotten. In 1947, the Philippines was the only country in Asia to vote for the partitioning of Palestine, leading to the creation of the State of Israel. 
In a memorial park outside Tel Aviv, the Open Doors Monument stands in mute testimony to the Philippines, a nation that stood firm on the basic principle of shared humanity, battling hatred with the simple weapon of an open heart. Hereby solemnly swear that I will faithfully and conscientiously fulfill my duty as President of the Philippines. Amen, Filipinos. That's our blessing. Very clear in Genesis 12, verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And one of the blessing of the Filipinos, wherever you go, there is a Filipino. <laughs> Maybe if there is a work in the moon, there is a Filipino there. <laughs> you know, because Filipino are flexible, adaptable, and very strong. Hardworking, and of course, they love to eat always. And that's our blessing. And one of our blessings, Pastor Mark, is the freedom of the gospel. And wherever you go in the Philippines, our the Filipino people are very perspect, are very receptive. And now there are lots of Filipino missionaries go anywhere in in the world. So that's why, as a believer, not only a Filipino but all believers, we have our duties, we have our responsibility. If you turn your Bible in Romans chapter 11, Romans chapter 11, I have my last video, and then uh, I know that your service will finish at 12 midnight. <laughs> Sorry. In Romans chapter 11, uh, by the way, this morning I have the chance to present Jewish evangelism in uh, Cornerstone Baptist Church, and there is also a Filipino there. <laughs> and uh, last, uh, last uh, two weeks, we have a chance also to go to Montreal to present Jewish mission. And then after that, I go to Quebec because we have a national pastor conference. I met your pastor there, Pastor Mark, and also Pastor Tizen. And you know when the the uh, the bus is stopped in the terminal. All friends, oh, it's all friends, uh, Quebecian. But I saw one Filipino again. <laughs> in Romans chapter eleven, if you turn your Bible, please. Uh, this is the main uh, reason why, as a Gentile believer, there are, there are, there are only two classification of the people around the world. Jew and Gentiles. Pastor, I'm a Chinese. You are a Gentile. I'm a Filipino. You are a Gentile. If you are not a Jew, you are a Gentile. But if you think you are a Jew, you're still a Gentile. (laughs) So in Romans chapter 11, verse 11, in fact, Romans 9, 10, and 11, if you will study that chapters, it's about Jewish people. Uh, let's see the background, the heart of Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 9, first. Notice here, that I have great, verse 2, that I have great heaviness in and continual sorrow in my heart. Could you imagine, Apostle Paul, he is a missionary to the Gentiles, but 
his continual sorrow for his brethren. In verse 3, For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Oh, what a burden. The passion of Apostle Paul to reach out his people. And not only that, in Romans chapter 10, verse 1, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a seal of God, but not according to knowledge, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. Last Sunday, they celebrate their Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a new year. Actually, it's a biblical. If you will study Leviticus chapter 23, Rosh Hashanah, it means the blowing of the trumpet. And you know, even the Jewish people knows the gospel, they reject it. Uh, Rosh Hashanah start on sundown of Sunday and it end, it start on sundown of Sunday and it ends on Tuesday sundown. That's why if you have your employer a uh, Jewish, it is a holiday. But anyway, you can see uh, the burden of Apostle Paul here. And in Romans chapter 11, uh, turn your Bible in Romans 11, verse 11. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles. Amen? Notice, it is not period but coma. For to provoke them to jealousy. So you know, I asked one of the Jewish believers, Mark Osman, what is the meaning of the word provoke? You know, I think the, the Jewish believer is the one, he, they can detail the meaning of the scripture because the scriptures, the scriptures came from them. And I asked him, Brother Mark Osman, he's also a missionary from IBGM, what is the meaning of the word provoke? And he said to me, the word provoke is to stimulate. It means you need to challenge, we need to tell to the Jewish people that if we, if one Gentile believer will share the gospel to them, they will provoke them to jealousy. Why? Because we cannot provoke the Jewish people through math and science. Jewish people are very brilliant. There are lots of their technologies, invention. There are some of them are scientists. In fact, the Google, the Facebook, they are the one who invented that. And last April, we find out there in Toronto, Toronto University, the founder of Toronto University, you know who is a Jewish believer, a Jewish believer. So we cannot provoke the Jewish people with math and science. We cannot provoke Jewish people through materialism. If you will visit Butters, huge of houses, big houses of the Jewish people. And you know, I asked one of the Jewish uh, 
Friend, why the Jewish people are very rich? Because they know how to handle money. They know how to, sometimes they uh, uh, bargain, even one cent, they bargain. And they know how to take risks in the business. And of course, they have the, they have the seal of God. Of course, even they have the seal of God, they're still going to hell if they, they have no Christ in their heart. So, we cannot provoke Jewish people through math and science, through technologies. We have, a, we have the privilege to visit Israel. They are surrounded by a desert, but you know, their apples are very big, grapes. And question, how can we provoke the Jewish people through Sharing the gospel. Because the original of the gospel is the Jewish people. And as a Gentile believer, folks, it is our duty to share the gospel to them. And not only that, the Jewish people, why we need, why we need to reach out to them? Because Jewish people are we, they will perish without the gospel. Jewish people will perish without the gospel. In Romans chapter 9, uh, chapter 2, turn your Bible please, in Romans chapter 2, verse 9 and 11. Very clear in this passage, Romans 2, verse 9. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory and honor, or glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of person. In Romans 3 verse 9, sometimes we just only read Romans 3 verse 10. We memorize Romans 3 verse 10. But we don't uh, never see Romans 3 verse 9. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles, that they're all under sin. So, Jewish people will perish without the gospel. That's why, as a Gentile believer, we need to be aware that they need the gospel. In fact, one of the uh, theologians, I want to quote, what the theologian said here about Jewish evangelism. He said, his name is, uh, that if you think about Jewish mission, or Jew, uh, mission without thinking of the Jews, or Franz Delich, a German theologian, concerning Jewish missions, for the church to evangelize the world, Without thinking of the Jewish people is like a bird trying to fly with one broken wing. If you are, if you are a believer, just you're, you're only thinking of a Gentile, not thinking of the salvation of the Jewish people. You are like a bird trying to fly with one broken wing. And we, when we further study the history of worldwide missions, very little has been mentioned of Jewish missions. Yeah, that's right. I've been a pastor for many years. I, I, 
I enroll in a Bible college or Bible school. Even my teacher in theology, he never gave emphasis about Jewish missions. But praise the Lord. It's not too late, beloved in the Lord. And not only that, if you turn again your Bible in Romans chapter 11, verse 15. 11:15, For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them, the Jewish people, but life from the dead? As I my observation, any local church who will adopt Jewish evangelism, there is a possible revival. Very clear in this passage. What shall then the receiving of them but life from the dead? And in verse 17, And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, were grafted in, we just only grafted in, in among them, and with them partakers of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Praise God. We enjoy a Gentile believer, we enjoy the fatness of the olive tree. And what are the fatness of the olive tree? Worship, scripture. We learn how to sing the hymns before we don't know, like, we don't know how to sing. We are unbelievers. But because of the fatness of the olive tree, we enjoy that. The worship, the Holy Spirit, peace of mind and everything. That's why, beloved in the Lord, we have the great responsibility. They are lost. They need the gospel. That's why I encourage you from now on, let us pray for, for the salvation of the Jewish people. Of course, salvation of the Jew and Gentile. So, rabbinic Judaism has utterly failed the Jewish people. There are lots of feasts, there are lots of offerings, there are lots of tradition. But in Hebrews 10, verse 4, 4, 14, if you turn your Bible, please, in Hebrews 10, verse 14. I have only a couple of minutes, 10, 14. For by one offering, amen, he had perfected forever them that we, that are sanctified. For the one offering, Jewish people, they have lots of offerings. But, by one offering, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And then number three, not only rabbinic Judaism has utterly failed them, but also we are commanded to evangelize the Jewish people through the local church. That's why my wife and I, we are willing to be part any church, we can actually, one of the goal of Dr. Ed Frampton of IBGM to have an office here, IBGM Canada, to train young people or anyone, of course, Jew and Gentiles. And, and uh, let's pray for that goal. And uh, please pray for us because we always travel. Uh, uh, Actually, this coming October 11, we 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 will go uh, we will go to PA. Paranyake, uh, uh, Prince Albert, <laughs> Prince Albert. 
So, because our responsibility, one of our part of uh, duty is to to give awareness of the local churches. And Pastor Webster invited me to go in their church. So, as a believer, beloved in the Lord, we have our duty. And there are lots of anti-Semitism. And remember, our Savior, He is a Jewish. And the fulfillment of the prophecy is connected with the Jewish people. That's why I encourage you. There are a lot, a lot of things I, I, I want to say, but I have only a few minutes. The challenge is start to pray for Israel. Start to pray for their salvation. And maybe someday, one of the young people here, or anyone, will be, the Lord will call you to be a missionary to the Jew. Could you imagine? Uh, we have a good church, we have established church in Bacoor. Actually, Sister Joy, we have a school there. But when the Lord called us, it's 180 degrees. Start again. Going to different churches to present Jewish evangelism. And praise God. After my, after we surrender our lives, we are so thankful my eldest son also surrendered his life. To full-time ministry. And we need young people. More young people. More missionaries. And parents, I encourage you, pray at least one kid in your family will surrender for full-time ministry. Because we believe the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few.